Thank you, and welcome back to Let Me Be Brief. We are here with Tucker Trotter with Dimensional Innovations. I'm Matt Basinger with Swellspark on behalf of Andy with Jay Rieger and Co. Alongside Ben with Let It Fly Media. Tucker, thanks so much for being here. You ready to dive in? Yeah, I'm ready. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, we can start off really quickly. Uh, tell us about your company and what your company does. Yeah, so uh, DI is an experienced design, build, and technology company. And so we kind of like to say there are thousands of design firms in the world, thousands of tech companies, thousands of fabricators. Um, but what really makes us different is that we have all of that combined together on one team. And so the other, the way that the the others uh, go to market, I feel like is kind of a broken model. And um, because we combine everyone together, kind of on one team. We're able to, you know, respond a lot faster. So speed, um, but efficiency and cost, all those things come come together, and it's just also it's more fun um, and more collaborative. So uh, we like to say that you know the world's full of mediocre experiences, and our team creates more remarkable ones. And uh, and really, what that means is we um, we tell brand stories um, and um, and solve our clients' most wicked problems. So and right now. Uh, there's lots of those out there, so uh, we've got plenty of work, plenty of work to do. So, uh, so like, how long have you guys been around? How many locations, employees? Just kind of some brief descriptors of like where you guys are at as a company. Yeah, uh, so we've been around for 27 years. Uh, we have seven offices uh, all around the country, uh, based here in Overland Park. Uh, we have three, just over 300 people, um, and you know, we over the last year and a half, um, we've uh, really been working on at least here in Kansas City, forming a single campus uh, to kind of pull everyone back together because right now we're spread across four facilities here in town. Um, and, you know, that that being in four facilities is incredibly inefficient, but uh, getting everyone back together right now isn't the best uh, best thing to do. So it's actually working really well for us. Sweet. I've had the opportunity to tour some of the facilities. I also come from the experience economy. I could geek out and ask you questions for seven hours. I won't today. I <laughs> promise you that. Um, but I'm curious, how did you wind up where you're at? And, and I think in saying that, too, folks who maybe aren't as familiar with your company don't realize the types of clients that you've had the opportunity to work with. So if you could, I mean, even call it a humble brag, but tell us about, yeah, how, how you got to where you're at. Um, and really some of the really neat clients you've had the opportunity to work alongside. Well, I mean, I, I think how I got here is really, it's a, um, you know, it's a story of, of luck, I guess, like a lot of people probably say. But um, I started another business when I was in college, and I needed an internship to graduate. My degree was in industrial design, and uh, so there was only two places in Kansas City that you could get an internship, um, and this was one of them. So the company had just started. Uh, and so they've been around about three years when I took took the internship spot. So, and you know, since then, and it's actually been some downturns that have happened in the economy over that time that have really helped me because that helped create opportunity for me. But um, you know, ultimately, I had some people who really believed in me at a really young age, and it was because I hustled and I outworked, and uh, and did all that you know did all that to prove myself. Um, and uh, but all of it really comes down to, you know, I think my um, ability to to put together teams um, uh, that are able to solve really uh, complex problems. So that's really what it's been about. And for as far as clients, I mean, I think there's as much as it's great to have an incredible team. It is also really great to have incredible clients. Mm -hmm. And so identifying those clients and then 
you know, helping to determine who the best ones are and then really going after them. And so, uh, you know, we've, we've got, when we decide that someone's a fit for us, we stop at nothing to make sure that they become a client. And so it's served us well and uh, certainly we've had some great ones over the years. So on that note, if you could expand that just a little bit, like what is working for you if you're able to talk about some of the secret sauce? Um, and also, are you hiring? I mean, I know this is a strange time, but outside of pandemic area, are you hiring? Are you growing? Is that here in Kansas City or in other markets? What does that look like for you? Uh, well, as far as hiring, yeah, we, we there's, um, you know, on our construction side, uh, we're looking for like a senior project manager, really specific stuff. On the on the revenue side, we're trying to add in a few key people. But for the most part, we're really kind of, you know, we're trying to see what, this, what the future looks like. Um, and so, you know, we are in the business of, of bringing people together, uh, whether it be in sports or cinema. And so we're incredibly confident that that's going to come back and it's going to come back in a really strong way. But where we're at right now is business is great uh, for the short term, but for the long term, it's very uncertain. And mm -hmm. um, and so we're in a you know uh, interesting time along with our clients of kind of trying to determine what the future looks like and making sure we set them up for success uh, through that. So as as a CEO and leader of a company, what's What's like the one main thing that you focus on that influences your decisions that you're making? Something that directly influences when you're you're making a decision, whether it's with your employees or with your clients. What's your one big thing? Well, I mean, I think there's two types of uh, decision makers in business. I think there's people who know exactly what to do, and uh, they make the call. You know, kind of the dominant personality type, and uh, and and then there's the people who really need to understand what, you know, what everyone else thinks and uh, take in all those different opinions and appreciate uh, all the different experiences and diversity of thought. Uh, and I fall into that category. Uh, I don't really make, I don't make any decisions without getting uh, for sure the perspective of my executive team, which is an amazing team. We're very aligned, um, but they make their decisions based on what their teams are saying. And so I think, um, I don't know if that exactly answers the question, but I just I don't make decisions on my own. Typically, it's I, at the end of the day, I understand that we have to make the call. I get that, uh, but I want um, I want everyone's everyone's input. And I, I think maybe the best example of that is, you know, about a month ago, I put out a video and said, hey, you know, um, you know, we're going to all start rolling back in the office. About half of our people are working in our production facility, and they're, they've been working from from day one of COVID. But the rest of our team seamlessly went and started working from home. So we announced that we would follow Kansas's mandate and we would just, you know, when, when they said it was okay to roll back in, we would follow that. And really quickly, we, we heard pretty loud and clear that that's not necessarily what they want, uh, that the teams working from home are very effective and they feel safe. And so why rush it? And it was great feedback. And we immediately did a 360 and said, okay, or a 180, sorry, and said, okay, let's, um, let's listen to that feedback and, and determine what's best for the team. And so we're going to phase it slowly. Um, but I think that's just an example of, you know, every voice matters every, uh, and we want to hear them. So, and we've, I hope, created a culture where people feel comfortable to say that. Yeah. So, And you kind of touched on it there real quick. The, you know, we are recording this during a worldwide pandemic and there's right. a lot of strange decisions probably you've made in the last few months that you haven't had to make before. Um, what kind of challenges are you guys dealing with right now with, you know, just kind of the way the economy is at and just, you know, logistics? 
Yeah, I mean, we've been really fortunate around uh, like supply chain logistics, and um, but you know, I, I I think it really comes down to uncertainty. So, um, and I think a lot of that depends on how, uh, strangely enough, how football season goes, and um, and so uh, and how sports just in general. I think people are so incredibly excited to get back. But how do we do it safely? And so uh, we're working with a lot of our clients to think through how to do that um, and bring together, uh, again, this is how we solve problems. We bring together teams of people. So we might not have all the experts, but we're going to pull people together to help determine uh, not just how to create a safe environment, but also to make it feel safe um, so that people feel you know excited to, um, to go back to experiences again. So. That's awesome. Hey, we know that we could all keep talking about lots of things for a long time. We could do a whole spinoff just on COVID and how you are dealing and working alongside, you know, professional sports organizations and facilities to make them safe and perceived as safe. But I'm not going to do any of that. Um, you deal with experiences. I, I love the idea of experiences and creating remarkable experiences. My question for you, what is the most remarkable experience that you have ever had? You're not allowed to say you know, your kids are getting married. Like I'm talking about like something that you signed up for, that you paid for, that was like a thing that you did. Anything off the top of your head? Well, I, uh, I mean, I'm glad you took those other ones off the table. You <laughs> saved me. Right. Uh, but uh, for sure, the dirty Kansas, you know, so it's a, it's a crazy, grueling bike race in the Flint Hills of Kansas. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of friends ask me why, why would you do something like that? Because, um, you know, you, you, you take off at six in the morning and, uh, if you're really good, you finish by sunset. Um, so 14 and a half hours ish. Um, and it's everything that could possibly go wrong typically does. Um, and you know, but people come from all over the world to do it. And I think the reason why it's such a great experience is because, um, the only one you're really fighting with is yourself. And so you're, uh, yeah, you, you've, you've got to try and talk yourself out of quitting the entire time. So uh, that's probably one of, the, maybe not, yeah, it's, that's probably the best experience. That'd be on the top of my list. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. One more thing. I, I, we talked a little bit behind the scenes before we started recording of how much you believe in video and content in, in your marketing and just kind of helping describe what your company does because it's kind of complicated. It's not really easy to get that across. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you guys have done with video and how you see using that going forward. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we think, and I mean, I'm a huge believer in it because we – we, we do, just like you said, struggle with telling people what we do and how we do it. Um, and so creating a video, oh gosh, eight or so years ago, um, opened so many doors for us uh, because immediately people could kind of understand really the idea behind it, the why behind what we do. And uh, we, we had such a hard time conveying that until we did that video. And so now we use video for everything. And, um, and we just feel like it, and I think it also ties into just the way people like to consume stuff. Um, it's in small bites, just like you guys have done here. Um, and I think video allows you to do that. You can start and stop it. You can watch it in it. So it's gotta be short. It's gotta be fast. It's gotta, it's gotta have rewards for you to watch. Um, and so I think if you watch any of our videos, you're going to find that there's kind of rewards in there for, for letting, you know, for giving you the time, uh, for you giving the time to it. So, uh, I, I think that's, we, we totally believe in it. 
I think anytime with the growing company, right? My company is five years old. You've been going a lot longer than that. But there's a point in time where you have to say yes to things that you think you can probably figure out, but don't necessarily know yet how to do. I don't know if that's accurate of you and your company, but I just think of some of the things that you've built, giant baseballs, right? Weird starships or whatever. Um, what is that moment like where you're like, you have to trust your people, you have to trust in your ability to figure it out? Well, um, I think it's, it is everything. I mean, I think you just define DI in a way. And we, you know, I get scolded for saying this, but fake it till you make it mm -hmm. is it used to be something we would say all the time. And then we decided, well, maybe that's not the most professional way to put it. But, um, but in a way that's just who we are because we're doing, uh, everything, um, we, you know, we have to have the guts to do things that have never been done before because that's what our clients want. They want things that have never been done before. They want unique. And uh, I guess the best example, uh, we had a, a project that's now in its final stages of being installed, and it'll be the largest uh, 3D printed um, structure in the world. And so it's nine stories tall. And, you know, our, the team or the client came to us and there was really tight constraints on weight, budget, um, design, aesthetics, I mean, everything you could think of. And so from the beginning, I just didn't know if it was even a fit. And we, we almost walked away from it and our team said, hey, we've got one crazy ass idea. And they threw out the idea of buying the world's largest 3D printer. Uh, and I said, okay, I'm listening. And so that was on a Friday morning. And uh, they said, if you're going to say no to the project, just at least consider this printer. And so we drove. That was on a Friday. Sunday morning, we left for Dale, Indiana to go see the printer. And the meeting started with the CEO of the company that makes these printers. And I said, can I talk to the clients who have this? And he goes, this is the first one that's ever been made. It's right there. You're looking at it. And, uh, and then, you know, so there wasn't any, there wasn't really proof, you know, so it was a big risk. Um, but I think that what I think that is what's so great about the whole story is that we did believe in our team. We did, and I believed that they had done enough research that all I wanted to do was just confirm. And, uh, and I didn't get the confirmation that I really hoped, but again, I saw, we, we hired a, a doctor from Purdue who was an expert in 3d printing. Um, you know, we did what we could to make sure we validated the risk. Um, but at the end of the day, sometimes you just have to make the call and, uh, and take the risk. And it all comes down to believing that you've assembled the right team and people that you can trust. And, um, and so, you know, like I said, we're in the final stages, so this story isn't over yet. Um, but regardless, it's, a, it's an incredible opportunity for us, and it's something that, you know, uh, will help pave the future for us. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably the best one I'd come up with. Always pushing the boundaries. It's yeah. awesome. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you coming in here. You have anything else you want to add, Matt? No, thank you for spending time. I know I know that you get pulled in a million different directions every single day, and so our hope is that this is a podcast filled with incredible content in a short amount of time. And uh, we appreciate you helping build Kansas City and being a part of it. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks.